0: Welcome to the Worship Leader Problems Podcast with your host, Jeremy, and codenamed Joel.
1: Look, worship ministry can be one of the most rewarding areas in church ministry.
0: But it can also feel like...
1: I'm a worship leader.
0: And I'm a production guy.
1: And these are our problems.
0: Well, welcome to episode number two, numero dos... Deuces. Of the worship... Yeah! Of the Worship Leader Problems Podcast... Dude, uh, I,
1: can you believe we're doing this?
0: Dude, we're already in episode two.
1: Episode two, right? We've been doing it forever, basically.
0: I know. I mean, we're basically <laughs> professionals, and we have taken the world over by storm. <laughs> um, and we even have our first big interview today. We do. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, we we shared with you guys in our first episode... So many that we reached out to were like, yes, I'm on board. And, and so we've got uh, a gentleman by the name of Scott Longyear on today, oh, senior man. pastor of Maryland Community Church. He's also the, the pastor of the Experience Conference. And Maryland Community Church is now in Outreach Magazine. They're one of the fastest growing churches in America. Um, and so we're really excited to have him on later. So, all right, dude. So last week you went by the name of Joel. I did. So I'm going to ask you another true or false. Church. True or false. Are you Chris Tomlin? False. Dang it.
1: I would because you, I, I would trade him checkbooks
0: like that. I would take the voice over the checkbook, man, to get to sing the, actually sing his songs in the original key.
1: Because I guess you could make it back. But dude has to be just printing money, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that's the motivation. I'm not saying that's the motivation, but that hat, I mean, right?
0: Yeah. He's not, he's not hurting. He's not eating ramen.
1: <laughs> unless <laughs> so he wants he, to.
0: I mean, unless he wants to.
1: It's, it would probably be like Louis Vuitton ramen.
0: Ramen. So <laughs> you, <laughs> Louis Vuitton ramen ton. Dude. Okay. So you have told me that the two names that everyone has thought you are is Chris Tomlin and Lincoln Brewster.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure why, but th- those are the two that.
0: That's incredible. So this yeah. week we're going to call you Lincoln.
1: Lincoln it is.
0: Lincoln it I is. love it, man. Hey, I, Lincoln. I learned how to drive you... in a Lincoln. Did you for real?
1: I did. I did for real.
0: What kind, what kind of a Lincoln? Town car, baby.
1: What year? Um, What year was it? 78,
0: 79. I wasn't even alive yet. You jerk. <laughs> that's a jerk. <laughs> um Lincoln, why don't you take a second and just again, um, since we're still kind of new, this is only episode two, share um kind of what the worship leader problems enterprise is all about.
1: What is the enterprise? Wow, I like that. Okay, I mean, so you're kind of the
0: worship leader problems mogul now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's me. Totally, man. Totally. Um okay, so a couple of years ago, I'm walking through my church on Sunday, somebody did something or said something. And it was just one of those church situations. I can't remember at this point, I don't remember who it was or what they even said or did, but I just thought to myself, you know, I've been doing this over 20 years and at this point I need some sort of a therapeutic outlet. Okay. I need it. I need, I'm going to be anonymous. I just need to get some stuff off my chest. (laughs) And so I made a couple of, uh, I made a couple of memes and, um, nobody really noticed. And, um, you know, just after a while, it, it seemed to really start resonating once people discovered it it seemed to really start resonating with people. And so, um, you know, the Instagram is really the hub of, of a lot of this. And so, um, and follow us if you don't, if you don't follow us, why not? First of all, secondly,
0: it's at at, Worship Leader Probs.
1: Yep. Probs, P-R-O-B-S at Worship Leader Probs. So, um, it started to resonate with people and, after a while, uh, people started following and interacting and it kind of, uh, became a community, which is not what I had planned, as I said before, but it, it's a really cool, uh, offshoot of, of this therapeutic, uh, outlet for me. So, um, I, I, every now and then I'll take questions in the, in the IG story, which a lot of people do. And, uh, it really has, has become, um, an amazingly overwhelming, enjoyable sort of like experience for me. When I, when I take questions, it's, you know, my wife knows, Mrs. Worship Leader Problems knows that's four hours, man. I'll see you in four hours at least wow. because they, the questions just start pouring in. And so it, my heart, um, my heart is to help and just to, I don't have every answer. I'm not, I haven't written any books about worship, but I've learned a lot and what I don't know, I can help find. I think, um, yeah. And so we're going to have some people on, you know, through the life of this podcast that they'll help us find some answers. This guy today is going to is going to shine a light on some answers for us too.
0: Yeah, and I think since uh, we've chatted and I've kind of joined into the whole Worship Leader Problems Ministry that's kind of growing at this point. I think the idea is like we just want to create resources and places for worship pastors, worship leaders, singers, vocalists, tech people, pro yes. presenter ops, yes. audio guys, just a place camera that guys. they could come, camera guys, where you can get refreshed, you can get encouragement, the place you can ask questions. Um, you know, a lot of times a lot of the questions can seem um, maybe elementary that we get, but it made us realize that like, wow, there are people, they just don't know who, who to ask, where to go yeah, for this there's kind of no, information. There's not
1: a, There aren't a lot of
0: training opportunities. Exactly. And so we just we just have this vision of being a uh, this ministry that is able just to again just encourage, refresh, train, and be a part of what's going on in the local church, and be able to use the 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 gifts, the talents we have, the experiences that we've had to really pour back into those um, that are serving in the trenches on a daily basis. And so, um, just really excited for what God's doing with this podcast. So, Lincoln, yes. This was your idea, and I think it is so fantastic. Each week on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, we are going to spotlight what we're calling our MVPs. And they're yeah. going to be two different people each week. Uh, one is going to be a staff person in a church that is either production or worship. And, and it, dude, it, it can be, again, a stage manager all the way up to a backup vocalist to the third keyboardist in the Hillsong set. Yeah. Like it could be any of those kind of people that serve in either worship ministry or production ministry. We want to spotlight them. And so we're going to post them all over our social media, give a little description of them. And so this week we have two MVPs and Lincoln, who are they?
1: So our MVP, uh, volunteer this week is David Patrick. And, uh, this comes to us from Cliff Lambert. Um, and Cliff, I want to make sure I get this right. Is the uh, worship director at DC Church in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia? And uh, David is uh, a guy who it sounds like does just about everything on their team. Which who couldn't use a guy yeah, like absolutely. David Patrick, right? I mean, like we all. Need- Everybody
0: needs a Swiss Army knife, right?
1: Absolutely, man. He plays bass, rhythm guitar, acoustic guitar, um, vocals. He's string bass, ukulele, banjo, all kinds of stuff. He makes his own guitars. Um, He repairs amps and makes amps. And so um, our our volunteer MVP of the week is David Patrick. Um, David serves at DC Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Way to go, David.
0: Way to go, David. Keep up the good fight, brother.
1: Keep it up, my man. Uh, so our staff member, this comes to us from Brandon Bunn, and our staff member, uh, MVP of the week is Jackson Rollins. And Jackson Rollins is the worship leader at Nashville United Methodist Church. Um, he's an amazing friend and a leader, uh, just one of those guys who uh, works hard at worshiping the Lord and letting that just kind of spill over onto uh, the people on his team. So our staff member this week is Jackson Rollins.
0: Ah, congratulations, Jackson. Thank you for all that you do to support the church. Yeah. And uh, man, we're just so thankful for all you guys that week after week are serving. Um, man, it's just, just so thankful for you guys. And so huge uh, hats off to you guys. Absolutely,
1: man. That's so cool.
0: So, Lincoln. Yes, sir. You know what time it is right now?
1: What time is it, Jer?
0: It's time for prayer concerns. Prayer concerns. So this is one of our, I think it's going to become one of our more favorite uh, portions of the the show. And the idea behind the prayer concerns is all of us in our churches, we all have the connection card. And so we want the information from new people and that we want to be able to have in our planning center databases. And so then you flip that card over and it's always a place for people to write down their prayer concerns. But somehow they think when they interpret that from the original Greek, it means criticisms go here, (laughs) dude. And so guys, if you have good ones, I know my audio friends out there, I know you have some really good prayer concerns that you take a picture of it, send it to us at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Man, we would love to read them on the air uh, with you guys. Dude, I got to share one that we got a couple weeks ago.
1: Lay it on us, man.
0: So I, I'm in a, a fairly contemporary church. You know, we're, we're pretty casual. Um, worship team, usually, you know, the worship pastor's in jeans, some cool shoes, and, you know, like a, a nice button-down shirt. Are they pointy? Uh, sometimes even, they're pointy, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and, and like V-neck shirts are cool and all that kind of stuff. Dude, we got one the other day that said, why does the worship pastor feel it's necessary to wear his dungarees week after week? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what dungarees are. I don't even know what a dungaree is. Um, I feel like as a kid, I remember seeing like commercials for Lee dungarees. So I'm assuming that means jeans.
1: Tell you what, let's let's go to the Google. It looks like they're jeans. Yeah
0: pants made of blue denim, dungarees.
1: Wow. There you go. So your guy yep. wears dung- so dungarees.
0: He wears dungarees, and we have somebody in the con- con- congregation that is not happy with the old dungarees.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you can't make, this up. You can't make
0: now, this up. Have you had any good ones lately?
1: Have I had any good ones lately? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I recently... This is very recent. Okay. I had... A lady walk on stage during the worship set and hand me a note.
0: During the worship,
1: during the service, dude. I turn around. I'm. I'm. We just finished music. I'm. I'm leaving. But there's a, a couple things I have to move into place before I leave. And um, I have this sense like that someone is standing beside me. And it was the last service of the weekend and we have a bunch of services. And so I was, I thought you're just tired, man. And I turned around and there she is. And by the way, you know, like uh, tip of the cap to the security people, because none of them, none of them <laughs> moved an inch. And so this lady's on the stage standing right behind me, hands me a note. She wants to sing on the team.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's incredible.
1: Yeah. So not really a a criticism, but just a really weird sitch, man.
0: Dude, it's funny. You were saying again earlier, like when you do questions, like, dude, how many DMs do you get a day?
1: Man, I would be, um, it would be over a hundred for sure. Um, and depending on the day, like if it's a question week, it would be way more than that. Um, and I, I probably like, I I want, I want them all to get answered. Right. Because I think they've taken the time to, to answer in and, you know, sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it'll be you. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it's a question week, it would be way more than that.
0: Yeah. Um, and so part of that is, so we've, we've created a segment on the show that we're going to call sliding into the DMs. Um, where we're going to take some of those questions that you guys are asking, and we want to actually talk about them here on the air. And so, um, so Lincoln, mm-hmm. I'm. I, what was the one that we were going to talk about here today?
1: Um. Well, we got one about uh, audio levels and the senior pastor. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: But, okay. So here's
1: the question. What do you do when the pastor comes back and adjusts the sound levels?
0: Gotcha. That's a great question. That's really a good one. That's a bold move. It is definitely a bold move. Um, I, Let me jump into this question because I, I'm a production guy. Again, audio, I, I can do bits and pieces of all of it because my job requires me of it, but my main passion is audio in the church. And so... And the first thing I wonder if the pastor is coming back and adjusting levels, it makes me wonder, do the front of house engineers, do they fully understand the expectations of the senior leader? Do you find that mm-hmm. like when, when you're doing things as a worship leader, whether it's song choice or an element you put in, if like something doesn't hit, do you look back and go, oh, wait a second, that probably wasn't what he was looking for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I will say this: I am really, really blessed in that I have a I have a good and pretty open relationship with my senior pastor, and so he 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 will share with me. Yeah, and like he, he I remember I had not been here very long, and how he loves had just really landed, and so we rolled out uh, how he loves with the sloppy wet kiss lyrics. Oh snap! And, and I remember him coming into my office on Monday and he just kind of had this smirk on his face and we had a conversation about it. And he, he said to me, I'll never tell you not to do a song. Never. Probably that was not my favorite. And so we took it, we took it out of the rotation until, you know, Crowder, Crowder saved all of us anti sloppy white kiss people. No, I'm not anti
0: sloppy white kiss. But Crowder, oh, I'm, Crowder. I, dude, I, I'm a hundred percent sloppy white kiss. Are you? <laughs> Dude, have you ever heard him talk about the imagery of why he used that line? I haven't. So when you think about it, because he's like, so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. So think about that transaction at Calvary when Jesus was on the cross and heaven and earth are meeting and Jesus is atoning for the sins of the people. The blood, the sweat, there was probably Mm -hmm. fecal matter I mean, we, we, so many times we want to portray the cross as this really nice, pristine, wooden thing. Mm. It wasn't, it was messy. It was bloody. It was disgusting. And so he was just trying to encapsulate what, what was really would have been going on in that moment when heaven was meeting earth. And so when you kind of look at it that way, a sloppy, wet kiss kind of actually fits.
1: Wow. I, I had not heard that. No, that's a really good, yeah. that's a really good explanation. And so.
0: It's Interesting. So going back to this question, yeah. like, so my first question back when, cause I actually responded to these guys on uh, Instagram was, do you fully understand your pastor's expectations yeah. of what the sound levels are supposed to be at your church? Um, as many people are a part of the church sound media tech forum on Facebook and it's a great place to get information. But whenever sound level stuff comes up, it's always super frustrating because yeah. Um, some churches can get away with running 98 decibels, a weighted, you know, my church, we have a pretty full sound. We don't peak past 92. Hmm. My room can't handle more than 92 decibels. If I try to run it 94, 96, it just doesn't sound right. And then for our people, as I look around, we're a kind of a bit of a, of an older, we're on the older side. We have young families and things like that. And so there are people that have some issues. And so like we run our sound levels because it's what we believe is the best for the most people as possible. And a lot of that came from conversations with the senior pastor. Okay. God gave our senior pastor. We're going to try to, at, at where I serve at Pathway Church with our, our former senior pastor. We have an interim right now, but we're going to try to reach everybody. Like we're not going to pick a demographic. We're just going to, we're going to preach the word of God and we're going to try to come to a happy medium with worship. And so we're like, Cool. Now that I know that, we went in, we started just adjusting sound levels and figuring out. And we finally got to a place where there were some older people that went, I could live with that. There were some younger people that went, I'd like a little louder, but that sounds good to me. And we live there. Mm. And I shoot every week. um, uh, Lincoln, I've heard you say this before, like let the senior pastor set the target and I'm going to hit it as hard as I can every single week. Mm. And so now we've a calibrated measurement tool and all my audio volunteers, and we've got six or seven audio guys, they all know, keep my peaks under 92 decibels and we're good. And I don't ever go into a meeting and get talked to by the elders, by the pastors, because we set an expectation we ran for. And so if you're in a situation like these guys where the pastor might be coming back and you might get exactly where you like it, um, but the senior pastor comes back and makes changes, First thing I would do, set up a time to go hear your pastor's heart. Absolutely. Because what I believe is, yeah, it's all about communication. Because what I believe is, it's not your job to set that philosophy to the church. God ordained and brought in that pastor to be the gatekeeper for the philosophy of whatever Mm -hmm. your church is. He's going to be the one that has his pulse on the people, on your culture. Because what might work at Lincoln's church... May not work at my church, you know, and so, but a lot of that comes from the, the, the sense that the senior pastor has. And so have those conversations so that way you can go, okay, he likes a mix. So where I mix in the church that we're in, I personally like a little bit more of a drum heavy with lots of, of lead vocal. Well, our worship pastor likes the drum heavy, but he wants heavy vocals You know, you listen to a lot of CDs today and, 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 and what you listen to on Apple music and Spotify and whatnot, you get the newest song from gateway. You really only hear the lead singer. Mm -hmm. And if you really listen, you can either hear the the gang vocals or some harmony in the background. The approach that my worship pastor wants me to take is it's almost Gaither vocal band meets Jesus culture. Mm -hmm. And so it's not my preference to mix it that way. And I think there's personally, there's a different way that could sound better. It's not my job though, to set what the worship is supposed to sound like to the people that comes from our worship pastor who got the directive from our lead pastor. Mm -hmm. And so my job at that point is to guard it and to do everything I can to hit that mark and to get that. And so I have a very drum and vocal heavy mix and you can hear our harmonies, no problem. And everybody's happy. And we have as close to homeostasis as what you can get when it comes to audio.
1: That's really, really awesome. I applaud you for for uh, having the openness to even s- to say that, hey, he set the vision for this part of it, and um, that's great. You know, I, one of the things I I appreciate about my pastor is if he ever one, one of the things one of the reasons we have had the volume conversation is because he doesn't want he wants to handle this. Will not be the the way it is in every church, but if somebody's unhappy with audio, he's going to handle it. Wow, He doesn't want me to have the burden of, of handling that. If people want to complain about the song selection or whatever, he doesn't want me to ever have to have those conversations. He wants to have them. And so he wants to make sure that he and I are on the same page and then he's got my back. And, and look, I, I've been at this a while and I, I can honestly say that is a very refreshing experience uh, to be in. And I know that not every, that will, that will not resonate with everybody who listens to this. And so I want you to know it's not lost on me that that's a rare. Yeah. Uh, that's a rare occurrence. And I'm grateful for it.
0: Well, and then here's the other part of it too, though. I highly suggest if you have that conversation with your pastor in it, it may go differently than you hoped. It may not be as loud as what you'd like. It might be louder than what you want to mix yeah. it. No matter what, walk away have your senior pastors back. I made the, the 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 dumb rookie mistake when I first came on staff at, at the church I serve in 10 years ago. We used to run with peaks around 95, 96, and he wanted to bring that down. And we had some people that would come to me and say, Well, what happened? It's not as loud, and you know, we hate, we don't like that. And I said, Well, our senior pastor wanted. Dude, the minute that started happening, I created disunity within my staff. And it's I put tough, and so My pastor called me out on it. One of the best things that ever happened to me, no matter what you have to have your, because if you want the pastor to have your back, he has to know you've got his.
1: And here's the deal. Uh, He's got way more on his back than you have on yours.
0: Yes, Uh, he does. In
1: terms of the church. Now you might have stuff going on at home or in your family or whatever, but in terms of uh, responsibility and accountability and leadership requirements and Uh, he's got more on his back than you do. Yep. We got deep.
0: Well, it's come to that part in the Worship Leader Problems podcast where we are going to have our very first interview. Uh, We said it earlier, this guy, Scott Longyear is a good friend of both Lincoln and myself. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Scott before we bring him on. Uh, Scott Longyear is the senior pastor of Maryland Community Church it's one of the fastest growing churches in the United States, and, and he serves as the pastor for the Experience Conference. I'm going to just go ahead and say this now. You're going to hear a lot about the Experience Conference on the Worship Leader of Problems podcast. Um, Lincoln goes to it. I serve on the team itself. I, I, I was able to be the producer for it this year, and so it's had a huge effect impact on both of our lives, and so you're going to hear a lot about that, and so we're sorry, but not sorry. Scott resides in Terre Haute, Indiana. Scott lives to encourage, disciple, and resource people so they could take one step closer to Christ, drawing upon decades of experience as a worship pastor. Scott authored Worship Leader Essentials, and his latest release is a book called Soul Coma. His daily radio program and podcast, Scott's Daily Word, gains one million plays per month and provides quick inspiration for listeners who want to deepen their faith, even if they are short on time. In addition to pastoring MCC and the Experience Conference, Scott leads a teaching... Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm already tired thinking about all the things that Scott Longyear does. He's a busy dude. Scott leads a teaching ministry where he keynotes at conferences, retreats, and special events. Without the support of his wife, Stephanie, daughters Mariah and Madison, and their spoiled mutt, Nestle, Scott would be lost. They encourage him not only in ministry, but also in his crazy, adventuring spirit. He loves scuba diving and motorcycling. In addition, his family puts up with his horrible video game skills and irrational fear of needles. You can follow Scott on Facebook and Twitter at Longyear, and you can check out his website, scottlongyear.com, to subscribe to his podcast, browse his resource, resources, and hopefully take a few steps closer to Jesus. So the Worship Leader Problems podcast is proud to have Mr. Scott Longyear on. Scott, thanks for coming.
2: Hey, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here, uh, Jeremy, and then with Lincoln Brewster as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty amazing.
0: So did you know, <laughs> would that have been your guess that it was Lincoln Brewster was the uh, guy of the problems?
2: Man, you know, there's so many people that it could be. Um, I probably would never have guessed that it was Lincoln, but uh, what's up, Lincoln? I have, I have hair <laughs> in
0: me, I'll tell you that.
1: Man, I I wish I had the hair and or the guitar skills. Yeah, if yeah, you had to choose, what, what would you, you choose, one. though?
0: That's a great question.
1: Yeah, me too. The guitar skills. Me too. Easy, easy. I mean, I'm a, I'm very vain, but those the dude can shred,
0: man. I've already got gray hair, so I'm gonna go with the guitar skills. Unfortunately, this yeah, is a absolutely. auditory only medium, but people can't see my hair, but it's usually on point, so.
1: It oh, is on point. Uh, yeah.
0: And the beard. You gotta have a nice beard. Oh, so. oh, the beard. Well, Scott, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, when we were first talking about guys that we would love to be on here, you were legitimately one of the first names that came up. Uh, I've had the opportunity to get to serve with you at the Experience Conference and sit under some of your teaching and stuff. So again, thank you so much for taking mm-hmm. the time to be on the show with us. Um, so let's just jump right into our first segment with Scott. Uh, something we like to call the Frank Five. And so... Scott, as we jump into this portion of questions, we want you to be super honest and open. Like I shared uh, last week with Lincoln when he went through this, like we're asking for like transparency to the point of like, maybe you're, you're up there preaching and your breakfast burrito wasn't sitting quite right. And <laughs> you tooted and got a little bit more than you bargained for. And, but you pressed so all through, you <laughs> know, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we call this section uh, the Frank Five. So this one's pretty quick and pretty easy. Can you just tell the listeners, how did you get started in ministry?
2: Um, uh, long story short, I was, uh, I was a kid with uh, a lot of uh, anxiety issues. Uh, and my mom drugged me to church, which I hated her for when she did, because it put me in a new environment, which would just completely jam me up. Uh, but when I was there, I found this group of people who loved me and accepted me, laughed at my jokes, and I realized that I had this hole in my heart that was void of Jesus and was hooked
1: from then on. I was hooked. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, wow. Well, hold it real quick, get, that's, that's incredible. Sorry. Okay. So real quick,
0: Lincoln, before you go to church. the next question. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't think I knew this. Mm-hmm. You started out as a worship pastor?
2: Actually, I started out. I went to Bible College. I got graduated Bible College and started in youth ministry. And I was going to be a youth minister until I died. And then I realized three years into youth ministry that I would probably die from youth ministry. (laughs) So um, during that time, I was leading. I was leading (laughs) worship and doing youth ministry, Uh, and then I was preaching and doing worship. But then, yeah, I was full time uh, worship leader for uh, a couple decades. We. I uh, did some limited touring, open for some people that you may not even recognize much anymore, and uh, recorded, wrote, and recorded four different worship projects. Wow! Um, which are are all now uh, are like are those on the internet? That was before the internet, boys and girls.
1: I happen. <laughs> do you really? I have. I have. I have. Lincoln I have has
0: my stuff.
1: <laughs> I do. I do. Okay,
0: so who who are you with? Can I find it like on <laughs> iTunes and stuff?
2: No, here's the crazy thing. is like, we, we phased out um, uh, of all of that just before the intranets were becoming big. So um, I did a couple solo projects and then I was with a a band called Fish in the Sand. So we we played some stuff open for like uh, Newsboys and Jeff Moore back in the day. Um, A few other that, you know, really aren't doing stuff anymore. It was like, I mean, it was cool. I don't want to make it mic more of it than it was, you know, uh, but it was, I mean, it was a great season. It was a ton of fun. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I missed, I missed some parts of it for sure, but we had a, we had a, we had a good run.
0: So what, 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 why did you settle and become a senior pastor? That's what I'm oh, nicely put,
2: <laughs> nicely put. Uh, well, if I could answer you from my perch I'm here, I would say, uh, <laughs> you know, so honestly for me, we, um, in the in the journey of of our church, I was doing teaching and I was doing worship, and at this uh, we were doing a, a worship gathering for young adults. I had my own worship band, so we would do a, a little bit of limited regional touring on the side, and then uh, we would lead worship every Sunday night. Uh, and I would preach. And it was it was just pretty. Honestly, it was just kind of dumb after a while because I was. I was leading worship, would put my guitar down, and then I would preach. Yeah. And when I was done preaching, I'd pick my guitar back up. And I I go back now, and I look at the sermons that I wrote back, (laughs) and I was like, wow, I'm surprised anybody ever showed up. (laughs) Um, And so for me, I had this internal wrestling of kind of like, okay, what are you going to do in the future? Like, you can't, you just can't do both to the level that you need to do them. And um, I felt like I was a, that I was effective at both, but I wasn't great at either one. Oh wow! Um, and so I wanted to make a, a great kingdom investment and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to sound, mm-hmm. um, you know, any better than I am or anything, but I had to, I think all of us have to do this. We have to look at ROI. We have to look at return on investment. Where do we best um, invest the gifts and steward them the very best that we can? That's the whole parable of talents, right? You know, what gives you this, you need to invest that he's expecting some return on this. And so for me personally, this is not for everybody, but for me personally, I mm-hmm. felt like, you know, I mean, my, all of our uh, all of our missions is to help people take a step closer to Christ it's a great commission right it's it's going into all the nations it's it's evangelism and so I had to ask myself where can I best invest for that for me personally I felt that I could make the greatest spiritual impact in the lives of people through teaching and I could do that better than I can I could in worship leading and so I made that shift slowly maybe a little bit too slow mm. into the whole teaching arena now where Uh, I'm doing that all the time and then I'll, I'll lead worship like super rarely. Um, But so, so teaching is my primary focus right now and senior pastor in the church and and all that.
0: Awesome, dude.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Man, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay. So uh, church, man, church is you, I I am convinced that someday (laughs) there will be a sitcom based on the church. Not to like tear the church down, but just you can't make this stuff up, man. Okay, so what is if you had to boil down in all your experiences? How what much is time the craziest had? thing that's ever happened in service? <clears throat> so here we go. It's
2: just us. You asked me to be vulnerable, right? One hundred percent. I'm uh I'm getting ready to teach. Right, this is was, right. was early on in in our church, and church was continuing to grow. I was early on in my new role at church. Church was continuing to grow, and so I was teaching. We we're coming in for a Sunday morning, and as you guys know, because we've hung out enough, like. I'll do anything that I can to help the message to stick with people. And so I'll use props extensively or whatever. I want people walking out going like, mm. I forget what he said, but there was like a camel on stage. What was, that? oh yeah, he said this. And so, so <laughs> I, I had this sermon all written uh, and it, on Saturday night, I met a guy who I found out had won championships in riding a unicycle. And I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, what? man, I, I've gone over. I've gone over a, a moving stream on a four by uh, a four by four board, like backwards on a unicycle, on my ten foot unicycle, and I'm like, "Bro, are you available tomorrow morning?" Because I'm preaching this sermon about I'm preaching this sermon about how we need to take the things you know uh, where Scripture says. You know, I, I take all the, the heavy things off of me to run the race, right? And, and all that. I said, I got this backpack and I've been wanting to, I want to use this idea of a backpack. And then we fill it with bricks. It's all the stuff we put in our life. And we can't do that. I said, could you, could you ride our unicycle on the stage? And I have a backpack on you. And then I put all these bricks in the backpack. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And I'm <laughs> like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, great, man. So I scrounged up some music, right? And so So we're getting ready now. We go, because you guys are, you know, you do worship in production and linking you to the touring. So use your imagination. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we've gone through my checks and now with the band and I'm doing my my thing and I'm like, okay, guys, we got to get this right or it's going to look really bad. So in a certain part of the sermon, I'm going to introduce my friend, uh, Tim, and the music's going to cue and Tim's going to ride out from backstage through this uh, like six foot tall door. He's going to ride on stage on his unicycle. And we're going to do the same with bricks put bricks in his, in his backpack and we're going to have a little interview and stuff. They're like, great. So they mic up. They put a mic, a lapel mic on Tim so I can talk back and forth to him. So we come to the point in the service where, uh, or, or no, just the mic check, not the service. We're going to the, the point. And um, he says, that's okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this thing. I was like, Hey, this is my friend Tim. Like, and the music starts out. Here comes Tim wheeling from, so he's got some speed going from backstage well, he's he's on like a five foot unicycle, and this dude is like six foot tall, going through a six foot opening. Oh so he's my like, god! Hey, 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 hey. And so he sticks in this thing like an arrow, right? Like, oh my gosh! He's, like, he's stuck there. He's got this backpack that's wedged in the deal. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not sure this is going to work like this. And so now this is before service, and the clock is ticking, right? And a few people are starting to like come in while we're still doing the checks. You've had days like that? Oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's not gonna work. Let's do this. So we finally oh figure out how we're gonna get him out the door. Let's do it again. So the music, he comes out. So he comes up and he's like, I, I have never seen this guy ride a unicycle before. He's riding this unicycle and it's it's like he's drunk. And he's not, but he's like back and forth and stuff like this. And this was years ago. We had a, a scripture reader and it was this nice little old lady in her Sunday dress. And she had her big Bible right there. And she's sitting on stage cause she's doing a mic check too. And he's like a drunk guy on a unicycle. Now this again, he's on a, like a five or six foot unicycle and he is like five or six foot tall. Maybe no, he's like seven foot tall. He's a huge guy. And so he's like this large tower, like all around her. Like, and she's kind of looking up, freaking out. And I'm like, bro, so then I have a ladder on stage so I can climb the ladder and get this stuff in his backpack. And we got to practice all this. So I'm trying to get the stuff in his backpack. Well, he's he's just back and forth. And I'm like, I thought you were better than this, right? So he's back and forth and I'm trying to get the stuff in his backpack. And I'm like, okay, stop. This isn't going to work. Okay. We're going to do something different. Okay. I'm not going to do the backpack. I'm going to do this and do this. And he's like, all right. I'm like, let's do it again. Let's just practice it again. Now more people are starting to come in because it's like, we have the service hasn't started, but some more people are coming in and Tim's got a microphone on. Cause we're doing mic checks. So we're talking back and forth. So everything I'm saying is coming through the speaker. Everything he's saying is coming through the speaker. So he comes out again. Da-na-na-na-na. And now it's like, he's back and forth and like almost losing his balance six foot in the air. And so as we're talking, he loses his balance comes oh, through no. the air and catches himself oh, no. between the legs on a metal uh, music stand. Oh no. And oh, no. as he does, He lets loose over the speakers. The only expletive that really fits the situation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm going to get like people are coming in, right? So he drops this curse word right in the middle. And I'm like, okay. And so he kind of, he he stumbles off the backstage, right? So now he's stumbling off backstage. TikTok, people are still coming in. I'm like, bro, like what's happening here? Like what I like, what's so I walk backstage, he's over in the corner with his hands down on his knees, double over. I'm oh standing as I as I go backstage is was a friend named Rob who's playing drums that day, who's the biggest redneck in the world. He's like, man, did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I saw that, man. I was right in front. I heard it too. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That your glands swell up. I'm like, I, I don't know what, it, what, I guess you're, yeah, that's what happens when you get hit there. He's like, no, man, in your throat. He got hit so hard that his gland is so, oh my gosh. Up. Dude. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm dying, so, man. So I'm crying. he hobbles over to me. So Tim hobbles back over to me and he's like, I'm like, dude. And he's like, I can do this. I'm like, I don't think you can. You've proven that you can't. He's like, no, man, I, I can do this. I said, okay, well, let's practice one more time. Dude. <laughs> he comes out he's doing it again. So now on our stage, we've got like, like seven stairs to go down the center of our stage to the floor, right? And so we kind of do the thing and get it worked out a little bit. Now even more people are coming in because it's getting like almost time for service. And so I look at him and I'm like, hey, now we talked about the exit and you said that you could ride down these stairs.
0: Oh, no. He's
2: like, yeah, I can ride down the stairs. So I'm like, okay, now I don't know anything about unicycles. I think he's going to like turn. So he's like at a, at a at a 90 degree angle to the stairs and kind of hop down.
0: That's what I would think, yeah. I would
2: think, but no, he gets to the front of the stairs and he's like, he's backing up and he's going forward and backing up going forward. And I'm like, he's going to run this thing.
0: Oh no. So he rides down the stairs. Oh no.
2: He gets halfway down the stairs and this six or seven foot guy on a six foot unicycle, just boom. Oh my gosh. Right in the center aisle, (laughs) his unicycles then flings out like somewhere else. He starts limping and just walks, he walks out the back door. Oh my goodness. He's gone. And somebody (laughs) like our stage hand goes down and and picks up the unicycle and I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think the whole unicycle thing's going to work. Oh my gosh. So now he's, he's mic'd up, right? So we go back into the green (laughs) room and we're running through the stuff and we're like, what's happening with the unicycle, Scott? And I'm like, I'm like, "I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that time somebody knocks on the door and the green room opens up the, the door and says, Hey, I just saw a guy in a parking lot. He said to give this to you. And it was his microphone. I said, that, I said what? He said, that's amazing. Was, he was limping through the <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> he said, you've give, give Scott this microphone. Cause I've got to go to the hospital. I just broke my foot. Oh my gosh. So, so I called the guy oh later that, that afternoon. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you broke your foot. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what did they say at the hospital? And he's like, I didn't go to the hospital. I'm like, why didn't you go to the hospital? He's like, man, I broke my foot a hundred times. I know all about that. And I was like, bro, we got to have a conversation because you said you could ride a unicycle. He's like, man, I could ride a unicycle. I said, well, what? he said, well, here's the thing, man. Like on, on Friday, I had Lasix eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think maybe my depth perception is off. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> you about ruined my my career right here, man. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that was
1: that was. Oh a, my lord! That, that stands out of,
2: as one of the, uh, the less stellar things in my my whole ministry. Time.
0: <laughs> Dude, man, you need, coming, a, tro- you need back a trophy for that. that one, and man. being able to preach services, I mean, let's go. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my word! So Scott. Do you oh have word. any guilty pleasures you would be willing to tell the, the listeners about? Like, I'll go. I'll go first. I have, fun fact about Jeremy, I have binge-watched When Calls the Heart without my wife in the room. If you know, it's a Hallmark TV show. And I have binge-watched it on my own, and I love the show, and I'm not afraid to say it. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Were you holding a
0: cat? I have three cats. Oh I, I have three cats. And absolutely Check one calls please. the heart to cat. That's a nice Sunday afternoon, if you ask me. So yeah. And you get to know people
2: in oh, your car. After a while you're like, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm kind of feeling like that a little bit. I, oh I liked s- it a lot better before I knew stuff about you. <laughs>
0: hey. But you know what? I'll still go out that weekend and shoot a hog out in the middle of the woods. So <laughs> You're Renaissance man, uh, dude. I am <laughs> very bohemian. Is that the right word? You are man. I don't know. So yeah. Uh, Scott, what about you, man? Guilty
2: pleasures. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a, a big uh, a motorcycle, scuba diving, adventurous kind of guy. But guilty pleasures. I don't know. A, a hot day, I'll take a Yoo-Hoo, You know, that's uh maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit weird. I don't know, man. I have to think about
0: that. <laughs> Mm. I knew you'd be too cool for that question. Yeah, I'm well, no, not too
2: cool. He's not cool enough. I got guilty pleasures.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're not one calls to the heart.
2: Uh, cool, but I will tell you I will tell you this. Uh, you put me down in front of uh, wow. of uh, some TV shows, I'll cry like a little girl. Okay. Like, so, like a little girl. Like what show? Like if we sat down, popped a little popcorn. I had to get your cats, because 'cause I'm not a cat guy. I had to get your cats out of the house. But okay, if we came to good. the if we came to the end of cool runnings. Oh. I, would, I, would, I would go through every Kleenex in your house.
0: Every time. You
2: know what every I'm time. saying? When they carry the sled across oh, yeah. the
0: thing. And then the dad nice. like opens up his shirt. And he's nice. like,
2: I love oh, it. Yeah. you. Know, whatever it is. And say, I'm done. This teamwork, man. It's like the sled's coming apart, but my boys are going across the line. I'm like, yes. Yeah. My girls. It's so bad. My girls look at me and they're like, dad, come
0: on. Come oh. Come Dude, it's like, on. The, it's like the scene of Miracle where he <laughs> makes them do the suicides on the ice. And at the end, when everybody's thrown up, and they're like, "Who do you play for?" The United States of America. Every time, every time.
1: <laughs> wow, man, I'm with a couple Lincoln's of these a man's guys man. here, man. Holy moly! Uh, that's, right. that's not right. actually. I'm just, I'm just out That's not actually stuff, super
0: true you know, because he shared on our first episode of the podcast treat. how he has hair products that he loves man. so much that they don't make anymore, and he paid four times the cost on eBay to make sure he had it.
1: So I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Worship with her problems was not down with that
0: either.
1: <laughs> I'm still paying for that. Okay. So we, we all want to look good. That's a great segue. We all want to look good. Okay. Is there a particular piece of clothing or a grooming product that you can't live without? Like have for Jeremy. my beard oils, baby the beard the beard stuff, right? That's one of your.
2: Yeah. If I had to live without a razor, Scott, be good. Cause I'm i I'm bald. I started going bald in college and I've been bald Mm -hmm. ever since I was on a trip a few years ago to Africa. And I'm like, in Africa, man, I'm just going to grow this thing out. We're going (laughs) to do this thing. And I'm going to come back looking awesome. Day three, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. You got to understand. I got like the the old man bald headed ring. You know what I mean? So I've got that going on. I feel you. And something happened along the way. And I was, uh, I was a redhead, you know, growing up until my whatever thirties or whatever. Now it's just it's gray. And I don't mean gray. Like it's got a little bit of gray in it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's gray white. And, uh, like so let Mar- this all grow out.
0: What's that? Like Mac Mar gray.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Almost like it's, it's so bad, dude. Cause I, I'm like, tell my wife, I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to grow like this manly the beard thing out. And she's like, you can't do it. You're going to look like Chris Kringle. You can't <laughs> do it. I'm like, I'm like, no way I could pull it off. She's like, you're bald and you would grow white. So anyway, I'm in Africa. And so I grow this thing like for like three days. And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I'm like, you look like a really ugly Sean Connery. Like You can't do this. It's all white. And it's just not. So I was like, well, I guess I'm done with that. I'm limited. So if if I don't have a razor, it's just not good for anybody, man.
0: Gotcha. I feel you. All right. So one little more serious one, uh, Scott. Dude, if, if we could get a big room big enough and you could gather every worship leader and every production guy in one room and they gave you a mic to address them, what would be the one thing you would share with them?
2: Man, I would, I would plead with them to find their identity in no one except Jesus. Oh, wow. And I know that sounds like uh, mm. all preacher tone and that sounds a little bit, hallmark but um man if you can i I think so many problems are solved if it's if if we can really know that we know that we know that we're beloved children sons and daughters of the king then what this person says about me or how i've performed here or this problem that i have it all gets put in perspective because i know who i am and i know whose i am
0: so for you then practically because we I think people say that and they know a lot of times that's the right answer. But practically, what does that look like maybe in your daily life to be able to get to that point where you realize that it's not your voice that defines you? It's not how good you can EQ a kick drum that defines you. Um, You know, what's it practically look like to shift that mindset?
2: Man, it's a fight, you know, so I'm I mean, I'm 49 years old, so I should have this thing figured out. But I'm not. I mean, all of us carry around with us these family of origin issues or these daddy issues or, or whatever they are. And, uh, I mean, I was raised in a great family, but at the same, at the same time, I've got all those things that, you know, what you say about me can completely eat my lunch. So for me, uh, my day starts, um, when it's starting right, it doesn't always, but when it's starting right, uh, it starts with me in the word and a, a system that I go through called life journaling where I'm getting some scripture inside of me, uh, to help, uh, help my soul get focused in where it where it needs to be, and then when that stuff pops up, and I feel like I'm getting verbally punched, whether that's from someone else saying something or that's the voices in my own head, and there are many, um, I have to stop and say and just really pray through it. So I had a situation not long ago where um, a friend and I and I were at odds, and uh, it was pretty intense. And I uh, mean, that whole night I'm just praying. I'm like, "Okay, Lord, I need your truth in this." I need you to to tell me what you need me to know. And so I'll spend a lot of time praying and a lot of time listening. Um, Sometimes if it's pretty intense, then I will have to process that with some of my mentors. Like here's how I'm feeling, you know, is this situation uh, aligned to me or is it not? You know, a lot of our, a lot of our uh, life is won or lost uh, between our ears. You know, scripture says that we are transformed by the renewal of our mind.
0: That's right. And so Uh
2: there's a power in our mind of, but we let circumstances dictate when it's really the way that we're thinking about those circumstances that dictate. And so I have to, you know, I have to be mindful of my own conversation. There's power that comes uh, out of our mouths. Uh, Statistics or or science continues to tell us that we believe the things that we verbalize. So if I start believing or start verbalizing negative, I'm going to believe that. Um, So I need to verbalize positive. I need to make sure that the things that are getting um, to me are um, getting not inside of me if I don't want that. So there's some places I, I shouldn't go, some things I shouldn't look at, some things that are going to create um, imaginations in me that are not not going be, gonna to be helpful. So I've got to guard myself in all that. But I think it's a, man, it's a daily fight. As some of my old mentors who have walked this road a lot longer than I have, I would think they would have it figured out and they're still like, still fight, still a fight.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, because it, hmm. It permeates everything when you get that right perspective. I think I found, you know, there's so many times, you know, I'm a production guy. Audio is my main focus. But everyone in the church is apparently an audio engineer and knows exactly what it should sound like. And so when you come back and get the complaints and learning how to when dealing with people and you're taking the verbal assaults to go man, I know God has gifted me towards this. The church believes in me, like my leadership believes in me. And knowing that all of those things who God says I am, that's what matters. Not what that that lady may have said about that, you know, kick drum that she mm. could feel in her chest. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. When you start to get that, that heavenly perspective yeah. to realize I'm I'm not a citizen of here. My citizenship is in heaven. Come on. And mm. so I just, I feel like that, that's a game changer <clears throat> in ministry. <clears throat> so... Well, thanks, dude. I really I appreciate that a lot. That's a, that's a good word.
1: Absolutely, man. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Everybody just to follow up on yours. Everybody knows two oh, things. Oh, one hundred percent. Their own job and
0: one hundred percent. Don't
1: you love that? Something goes wrong. Everybody turns around, looks at the sound guy. They're like, "I'm sorry, I've been sleeping." What oh, do you yeah. mean? You know? And man,
0: yeah, it's so, so, so exactly, hard.
1: exactly, exactly. And then they throw around those those <laughs> phrases that they found on Google. You know. That's, that's so silly, silliness, silliness. So tell me like you've, I believe you've we made call the that transition settled. from worship leader to <laughs> senior you. pastor, which is Thank you that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> dude, that is, I have so much mad respect for, for somebody who can do that, man. I, that is not my, that is not my gift in any way, but like if you, as the senior pastor, so like if you're, you're with your worship staff at MCC, and you are trying to communicate like, okay, philosophy of worship for us, it looks like this, like as the guy who sets the target for that, how would you, <clears throat> well, how would you describe uh, uh, we've it?
2: We've done that. So I, I think what you have to do with Lincoln is uh, you have to give a general, like, here's what worship is. And then it is, how are we going to worship? Because you can, you worship a thousand different ways. And so, um, mm. you know, if yes, the, you guys know, kind of asked that philosophy question, it's, I'm a pretty, I'm a, like a cookie's bottom shelf, pretty simple guy. So for me, worship is, is simply this, it's ascribing scribing worth. Worship is ascribing scribing worth. And so, uh, our whole role and we're, mm. we're like, you guys were a heavy worshiping church. Um, believe that there's, there's power in that and lives change in the Amen. middle of that. Amen. Um, but we're ascribing worth. And so, so our goal is that we walk out, we're fist bumping, fist bumping everybody on the way out going like, that's right. We got it done today. Well, what's getting it done. That is that we ascribed worth to the father. We ascribed worth to the father. And, uh, you know, I'll jump on my soapbox mm-hmm. just, just for a minute. We've, uh, and I've addressed this with, uh, with our team here and we've worked, I worked a good plan through this in the past year or so, but I continue to notice in worship. Um, now when you notice worship songs, there are, there are songs that – they're all worship songs. They're ascribing worth to God. and Well, I think some do stronger than others, um, and I think there's a place where we talk about what God has done in my life and <clears throat> how I enjoy being in the river and how I love mm-hmm. it when God rains on me and how I need more of God. And there's a place for that, but I want to caution us that if we live in that place for too long, what happens is that we're really ascribing worth to the experience – Or we're ascribing worth to God raining on me or we're ascribing words to we just need to hang out here. I I want more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you. I want Jesus to be like, what do you want to do with more of me? Like Mm. you can't possibly get more. What does that mean anyway? Now, Mm. I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater because I think if you look through the Psalms, you'll find that very personal. Like, God, you know, uh, you are the lover of my soul. Like your love covers me, all yeah. this is great. But if we spend mm. uh, spend our whole life singing about that, what are we really ascribing worth to? And so our job, or our philosophy in worship is that we're ascribing worth to God. And so I want to make sure that the songs that we sing are very balanced. That if we're singing songs that are <clears throat> about the experience, that we have also have a heavy element of there. Like of we're ascribing worth to God. And what I've noticed over, <clears throat> kind of like you guys, I've been in a ton of different contexts. Mm. Worship with small churches and large churches and read the whole thing. Uh, And if you watch people, and you'll watch as you lead or you produce Jeremy, you'll find that that I think the the more we ascribe worth to God in our worship, the more responsive people are. Okay, because when we sing songs, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm saying when we sing songs that declare the greatness and the worth and the power of God, there's something intrinsic inside of us that switches. And we're like, yep, that's what I'm talking about. And the reason that it happens even subconsciously is because that's what we were created to do to worship and ascribe worth to God.
0: Yeah. Okay. So can you go a little bit this year? I I got a cool opportunity. I was producing the experience conference. uh, And I got to work with your production guy from Mm -hmm. your church He was trying to tell me, you've got a scale that you guys work off on in your church, right? Right. right. Is it like a number system or there's some sort of a system that you guys use for picking yourself? Would you mind maybe sharing a little bit of that with the listeners?
2: Yeah. So um, to try to to make sure that we're on target, philosophically, we've come up with what's called the AW scale. That's the Ascribe Worship Scale. And so what I've asked our team to do is to take every single song that we Mm -hmm. do and assign them a number one through five. the aw scale so ascribing worship scale so a five song would be a song that is directly ascribing words to god talking about uh, you are holy you are great you are powerful you are mighty you are awesome okay that would be a five a one would be um uh, rain on me i want more of you you love me you know that's ascribing worth more maybe a little bit less to god and more to the experience just itself now uh, if it's got a one, if the song has a one, that, that's okay. That's yeah. not like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just want to make sure that we're balanced. And so what I've told our team is, look, as we look at the overall worship uh, set, I want to make sure that we've got a strong AW scale. So if we look there and like, man, worship just, something was a little off today. It felt a little weak. Well, let's go back and look. Oh, all of our all of our songs on the AW scale were between like one and two and a half. Wow. I'm not sure that that was really, what did we ascribe words to, mm. you know, now, now, then we look and say, well, let's make some changes here. or Let's do this or man, coming out of the sermon, we really want a strong AW song here. And so we want to make that super powerful and, and super strong. And if we extrapolate that out, people are like, well, that's really not that big of a deal. I'm telling you, it is a monumental deal. And here's why and I'll just get on another soapbox. <laughs> it's mm. because worship leaders are teaching right. theology. Hundred percent. You guys are teaching theology. Nobody is singing my sermon on Wednesday. Mm. Appreciate. It. Nobody even remembers what I preached about on Thursday. I could preach the same sermon on Sunday. People wow. go like, "It sounds vaguely familiar," but I'm not sure why. It's because I did the same thing a week before. <laughs> and so, so we're we're raising a generation. Now think about this, because wow. you know, you guys, wow. as old as you are, we're probably raised in Sunday school. But um, but a lot of us have perhaps a, a base of theological training, whether it's in school a professional school or whether it's growing up like in Sunday school, that's very different from a generation right now. And most of everything that this generation is learning theologically is being learned through songs. And so there's a heavy responsibility on Mm -hmm. worship teams and worship leaders to get this right. Otherwise, if we're raising a generation that are down here on the AW scale of like one to two, we're raising an entitled generation. You know, this is the kid in the store is like, "I want this." It's about me. The whole world's about me. Well, who told you it was about me? Well, I don't know. That's the songs that we sing.
0: Wow! Now. Wow! 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 Again, I don't want
2: to throw a <gasps> baby out with the bathwater, but man, yeah. you have to guard Ouch. the glory of God. You've got yeah, to guard good. the
1: glory.
0: Whoa! Whoa!
1: Absolutely. I, I got. I got to wow. sit back. Is, I never hour. thought of
0: it that way. That we are. We are guarding the glory of God. I mean, I'm gonna have to take a minute to ponder on that one.
2: Wow. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. The Lord, the, the Lord says this. The, I'm the wow. Lord. That's my name. That's not your name. And I'm yeah. not going to share my glory with anybody else. Yeah. Now, does he love us? Yes, he absolutely does. And so for me, I've got to be careful because, again, um, whatever it is in my past that, you know, I, I don't want to like accept love, you know, or like, I don't know that God really loves me like that. So I have to watch it. I have to watch that. I don't throw out all those songs that are lower on the AW scale because they speak of the love of God. Cause my natural exactly. propensity may be like, no no, 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 let's accept it. And the Lord's told me that a lot of times, I was like, let yourself be loved. Absolutely celebrate that you're beloved child of the King, but the world doesn't revolve around you.
0: It, it makes so much sense. Cause I, I think back like in, in, in my church where I serve when the worship pastor, you know, we, we debuted do it again, not too long ago. And it was a decent response, but I was thinking like, wow. But what, when we debuted man of sorrows, I thought the roof was going to blow off the off the sanctuary in the very exactly. the very first time they just learned this song and its mm. deep theological interpinings in that song. Mm. I mean, again, you would have thought the glory of God would have exploded in this place, but don't get me. Do it again is a great song and it ministers yeah. to a lot of people, but nowhere near the power of of a song like Man of Sorrows or um, I'm thinking Great Are You Lord. You know what right. I, I right. mean. That that song, just the first time, you know, mm. but it's it's all oh, going man. back to God, to God, to right. God,
2: right? Well, you look at the songs that we're going to sing throughout eternity, you know, the, at least the ones that are mm. written in the Bible. Um, pretty high on the AW scale, <laughs> I don't think that they're really they're really scaling those. But um, yeah. I mean, holy, holy, oh. holy, is the Lord God Almighty, who was, is, is to come. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, and they're singing it over and over and over again and again. I just love yes. watching that yes. internal switch go off and people win, like you say, Jeremy. That the roof is just raised and people are like, like man, I want to fist pound like, yes, the glory of God because
1: that's what we were created to
0: do. I'm about to walk out this room and kick the devil in the face. <laughs> I mean that. So okay, so I, yes,
1: yes, yes, man. What he, but what you just did is why we're doing this podcast. What you just said. Yeah. That's the heart. That's so, the
0: okay, heart. let's, just for a second before we, because there's some more questions in this vein I want to ask, but I'm like, okay, Lincoln, you're a worship leader, very large church. Um, like, practically speaking, when you hear this, what are some five songs that come to mind immediately? Oh, man. Yeah, man, man. No, that's fine. I've literally thrown you on the to spot.
1: I got to think. Um, um okay, hang on, hang on. Let me... So, like, uh, man, the old oh, uh, Michael yeah. W. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, on, is on the land. you know, hallelujah. Revelation song. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Revelation song. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking here. Um,
0: Oh, it's okay. I didn't mean to. I was another.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Well, no, we were just. I mean, you know, he's giving you know, Scott was just giving such practical, you know. good advice, and so for for you to be able to get to speak oh, into gosh, some worship yes, leaders like yes, yes. these are some fives. You know, if you're not doing them in your church, you know.
1: Yeah, you're totally right, and I am. I am completely. I'm looking at our. Um, I love the ones you just mentioned. You know, uh, Revelation song. Oh my Gosh, that is such a good,
0: yeah, um, definitely.
1: Oh, praise the name. Um, man, such a good
0: wow! There's just something about taking the, the spotlight off us and just putting it fully on God that just it changes the atmosphere. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so, baby. And that's what again we were created, it's what we were created to do.
0: It, and it here's yeah. the funniest thing, and I think this is a John Piper book I read where it talks about. Like we're here to give God glory and we find everything we need and everything we're searching for when we're giving God glory.
2: That's it. Right. I mean, and I, I think we, we get a little bit of that, you know, Jeremy in the serving together on the, experience worship team. I mean, cause that's a, it's a bunch of nondescript people it like is. you and I, right. That are just like, man, we're not here to make any kind of name famous, except the name of our savior. And that's it.
0: That's what it's all man, about. It's
2: electric,
0: man. It, it changes it's things. A, absolutely. Man. Wow. Dude,
1: dude, solid gold, man.
0: I love that guy.
1: Unbelievable. Ser- I mean, seriously, like I, he is the real deal.
0: 100%. I've, I've recently had just some issues in my life and I, I didn't know who to text. And so I texted Scott and I mean, immediately he was there texting with me. He's called me, checked in on me and we know how busy of a guy he is. Yeah. He is the real deal. And I think just some things he shared today, just so good, man.
1: Absolutely. Everybody needs to go get a copy of soul coma, uh, from Scott dot Um, this, buy it for yourself buy it for your team uh, if you're in a, a, a you have the ability to do that um, man I, I want to take my
0: team through
1: soul coma together
0: Absolutely. so good well Lincoln tell people where can they find us on social media um, we should have a website soon. Tell them where yeah, the, uh, that's going to that.
1: be worshipleaderprobs.com. leader So you can find us on Instagram is kind of our hub and that's worship leader probs P R O B S. Um, it's the same on Facebook, uh, on Twitter. It's a little bit different. It's W R S H P L D R P R B S. If you look for that icon, it's got the blue, uh, the blue hazy background with the, uh, the hipster, uh, worship leader, uh, outline of the face. That's us. That's us on, on, on everything. So yeah, follow us, man. And, and I make this commitment. Okay. It's, it's now a commitment. Okay. If we get, if, if our listeners people who, if you've ever gotten anything out of one of our posts, if it made you laugh, if it made you think, uh, help us tell your friends, tell your teams, we need to get to 50,000 Instagram followers. Yes, we do. If you get us, if you help us get to 50,000 followers, I'll tell you who I am.
0: Let's go. <laughs> I love it.
1: And Jeremy will keep singing.
0: Yeah. Hey, don't forget too, if you want us to recognize one of your MVPs in your church, um, send us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com, um, and send us a picture and a quick reason of why you think we should recognize your MVP. And again, we'll post them all over our social media and we will love the crap out of them.
1: Absolutely, so, did, man. That's really, really awesome.
0: Dude, I feel like there was so much good information from what we got from Scott. I think we should break it up and make it a two parter. What do you think?
1: I think so too. There's no way you can take in everything he said in one
0: episode. I agree. So be looking so for rich. uh part two next week of our interview with Scott Longyear. And guys, yeah. thank you so much for listening. Hey, like share, subscribe, man. We, we just love and appreciate you guys. Absolutely. All right. Well, until, all right. Until next time. See ya.
1: Deuces.